0: It's the stronger colours that make the difference, but the stronger colours also need to have a cushion underneath underneath them. Hmm. Otherwise, they become too bright, as people have probably found out and know.
1: You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello, and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley.
0: And I'm Colin
1: Bradley. Hey, Dad. Hi Steve. We haven't spoken much recently. We've both been really busy. Well, It's yeah, nice yeah, to speak to you.
0: And you too. No, uh, Normally we do speak on almost on a daily basis, don't we? But yeah. you are really up to your rising at the moment, I know, with all the things you're doing. So, um, And I'm, I'm on the other hand not that busy at the moment. I'm kind of like uh, taking a little breather, uh, enjoying the sunshine and enjoying our Little, little trips out still doing a little bit of uh, artwork, of course can't do can't leave that alone of that's course. like a that's like a, 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 a what do they call it when it, when the, a, a kick no not a kick there's a word that describes it when you um you can't leave it alone you know what i mean addicted yeah that's it's it like it's like a an drug. addiction obsession addiction yes mm. yes like a drug i suppose yes it's strange isn't it uh, after all these years of doing it i still get that and every now and again if i've left it alone and i haven't touched it for a couple of days i get kind of withdrawal symptoms mm. yeah, yeah you weird. do
1: yeah i, think I
0: do and I I, and I I have to go back even if i do it you know only half an hour's work i still have to do it
1: yeah oh absolutely is this sort of um there is this addiction to creativity that we have mm. isn't it as People, Mm. humans, Mm. whether it's art or any other form of self expression, Mm. it is is addictive
0: because you get so so much
1: satisfaction from it. Oh,
0: you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I do. And uh, I'm doing, at the moment, I'm doing a picture that I've done uh, years and years and years ago, or 25 years ago, something like that. Right from the very beginning, if you go right back to Carbothello days, I did it in Carbothello then. And it was a picture that was very well received at that time, although I wasn't really too enamored with it. Um, so I, it, eventually I sold it and fine, you know, it went away. And I, But I kept the original – I didn't keep the original photographs that I had, but I did keep the um, print because I, I did a little print of it as well. So I kept that and I've reworked that. And it's interesting, isn't it, because – on the original, when I first started out, I was very much a stickler for um, precision. So every every particular part of this picture had to be precise. Now, certainly over the last year or so, I've moved towards the impressionism, as you know. And this time, it's, it's, it's looking different. I'm not being paying quite so much attention to... The detail side, but more to the effects that it's creating.
1: Was it like approaching this picture with the Faber Castell pencils and the colour shapers now?
0: Oh, with the colour shapers, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Because some of the things I could see on the original picture was the paper coming through. Ah. You know, the two. Did
1: you use Did you because use the could... sand colour then? Yeah. Sand oh, yes. Paper then.
0: Oh, I've used that from the right from the word go. I've used that, and you can still you can see stu- even on the print. And it's a small print I've got here that I'm looking at I can still see the evidence of the uh, paper, which doesn't happen today you know we can now use the color shapers so that is going to make quite a big difference to the picture and uh, when I've finished it i will I will show the picture on the um, on the video screen so eventually when they they come to see the picture they'll see the picture I've done and the print and then they come nice. and I can do a very brief um synopsis mm. of the difference between the two i hope that people well i know they will it's, i don't hope i know they'll like it uh the thing is i'm enjoying it i think more than i did before so that it says something
1: mm. well on the subject of the color shapers uh i want to give a quick update out there because people might be trying to get hold of the gray Uh, chisel color shaper and the ivory chisel color shaper and unfortunately we're out of stock and our suppliers haven't got any so we're at the moment we're in a process of waiting um from our supplier to to get more stock in we've ordered a whole load of them so when we when we get them we'll be able to send you all some but um in case any i know a few people have you know been asking about you know the where are they are they coming back in stock at the moment We uh, we don't really know when. Hopefully, at the end of this month.
0: Yes, I I I spoke to them uh, a few days ago, you know, and that's what they said. But they didn't hold. Said, don't hold your breath, Colin. We're doing our best. Mm. The strange thing is, they own the company.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is what (laughs) they supply their own. Yeah, they should be supplying uh, themselves.
0: It is it is a separate company, but they still own it. You know, the the people we supply from still own that company, the Royal Sovereign. So uh, anyway, yeah. uh, who's to know? We we can only go. All I would say is um, that they that if they do not for any reason come back in stock, we do have um, a tapered color shaper um, in grey, which is uh, like the tapered color shaper in ivory. So it's going to be a bit softer. So if we do get really really stuck, we'll buy some of those in. Uh, on our next order Mm. and uh, we can perhaps offer those but it may not be necessary i hope we we
1: i'm sure they'll come back in stock i just wanted to throw a quick update in case anyone's thought they've been out of stock for a while because (laughs) they're really popular product
0: yeah we've sold a lot of them over the last uh, year or so and i think we might have depleted their stocks for them (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's very true. The other thing that's uh, selling really well is those pads. There's, uh, they're flying off the shelves, which I'm pleased to say. Uh, oh. So if you haven't got hold of these uh new custom Colin Bradley art pads, uh, then go to the website colinbradleyartstore.co.uk and uh and find them on there. They are excellent and the 25 sheets for 9.95, so you get 50% more paper than if you were to buy them in the single Ten sheet packs, so mm, mm. well That's worth good. the money.
0: Yes, it's good, isn't it? Yes, um, and they are nice too. I'm
1: actually working on one at the moment.
0: Uh, well, one of the sheets. Yes, very good, and it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, uh, we've still got some B4 paper left in stock, uh, just in case anyone wants to still grab hold of that whilst we've still got it. When it's gone, it's gone. Uh, we're going to stick with the the pads for future. Mm-hmm. Um, future sales so um but yeah they've lots of people have been buying them so i hope everyone's really enjoying those uh pads and enjoying the tooth of the paper being in the right um way round for them <laughs> when they're doing their pictures well
0: there's no problem now is there they can have uh both ways
1: yeah that's yeah
0: it. Uh, i'd also noticed the aquarell pencils were going really yeah. well yeah we've had to water use stocks of those haven't we
1: yeah And uh, Um, I'm pleased to say a lot of people have been trying those uh, Aquarelle uh, projects. Yes.
0: I I actually went on the community site the other day. I didn't tell you. Um, I don't get on there very often because that's really a community site, not for the likes of me. But I (laughs) I do poke my nose in every now and again to see how it's going. And I saw that uh, a few people had done the wheelbarrow and the hut, and they made a great job of that. I'm delighted that people are having a go. Mm. And it's an ideal, it's an ideal halfway step to watercolor. I mean, right. my yeah. eventual aim—I you know everybody knows—I love the pastel pencil; will never change from that. But it's nice to have a little. It's nice to have an alternative, and watercolor is a very good one, although it is hard if if you're starting from scratch. But this is a very good halfway point mm. that you can with the aquarelle. and. Uh, and I think that they might be persuaded to have a crack at watercolour if yeah, they do
1: that. I think people have said that. I think they've said that this Did is, this mm. is uh, inspiring them a little bit to to pick up the brushes ah. and, and give it a try. Like you say, it's a really good bridge to, to watercolour, to trying it.
0: Uh, what I would say too, Steve, is when people try watercolour, they feel that uh, that they have to produce a masterpiece right away. And that's not going to happen. It didn't happen with me when I first started watercolour. I have some atrocious pictures, but I love doing it. And I thought, it doesn't matter to me. You know, at that time I was playing around. I wasn't, I wasn't a professional artist then. And I just played around with it and I loved it. I just sloshed it around because there wasn't any anybody, you know, going to buy my pictures. And then gradually by sloshing it around and then, you know, working the watercolour to your own needs and ideas you then start to see how it's going to um work Hmm. and then is the time when you know it hits you you think gosh this is good then gradually you you know go into proper pictures but i wouldn't say that I, i think a lot of people think they've got to do a picture straight away and if it doesn't work put it away go back to the pastel pencils it's not going to be the same. Pastel pencils, we know that people can pick up pastel pencils, produce one of our projects straight away, and it looks stunning. And their friends and uh, look at it and think, God, you didn't do that. Oh, yes, I did. Now, it's not going to happen with watercolour. I guarantee it will not happen with watercolour because it's, you've got to master the medium. Pastel pencils, you don't have to master the medium. Well, you have to master some of the techniques, but the medium is there instant on the paper. Watercolour is a different kettle of fish altogether.
1: It requires more training. Oh, a bit more it, training and practice.
0: Practice it needs practice, and, and we've got lots of hints. I mean, all the little things you see me do with watercolour, you can practice those on paper. You don't have to do a picture. You can just practice the water and the and uh, the trees and buildings and the sky. Sky Sky's the worst. Sky is the most difficult of all of the. Things
1: to do someone commented on a youtube your free watercolor uh course that we have and they said uh why didn't i think of turning the the, the board upside down to do the sky uh, uh, <laughs> such a simple thing but it was uh yeah great, well they probably did
0: what i did they <laughs> they did it wrong way around and found runs going all the
1: way blue really yeah. runs going all the way down oh
0: <laughs> my goodness what have i done
1: <laughs> exactly exactly they uh they picked up on that tip and they said this is uh this, no this one taught brilliant. me that
0: steve that was done because i messed up a few Uh, i bet
1: yeah yeah so turning it upside down to do the sky there you go that's right brilliant anyway uh let's get to your emails this week the first one i have here is from val and val says do i need a cushion of some sort for pastel pencil drawing now i think val is referring to a cushion between the paper um, mm. And her drawing surface. Mm. So, what mm. advice would you have for that? Oh no, you don't.
0: Um, what I
1: it, the pastel pencil works
0: best put onto a harder surface like cardboard or a drawing board, and taped on because you need a hard underneath. Now, what she may be referring to is a lot of soft pastel artists put newspaper between their paper and their drawing board really why is that yeah well because it's soft pastel steve it it it, it works better it has a better um, reception you're looking at a completely different medium you know you are a soft pastel is a different medium it needs that kind of um Oh, what would you call it when when you, you've got a paper that uh, or reception it's the reception area mm. needs to have a softer feel to it you've got to try it to find out whether you like it or not i,
1: I can imagine that actually if you've got something a bit too hard and you're putting a soft medium yeah. onto it, it it doesn't quite um, no it
0: buffer. doesn't work the same way pastel pencils works the reverse though you need the hardness you need that that solid background if you listen to my uh, videos you'll hear me spouting on about this that and the other but you'll all hear scratch scratch you know like that mm, when yeah. i'm scratching that the and it, it it's i love that i love that sound it, it's to me it's therapeutic but that is the fact that i'm going on to or have underneath my paper my 160 gram paper uh, a hardboard base. Mm. so no you don't not with pastel, if that's what she's talking about. I, I th- presume that's what she is I talking about. I think
1: she is. the The mm. question I've got now is: if you were doing, you've done a few pictures that are solely in polychromos. Well, mm. with a bit of polychrom more polychromos than pastel pencil, is that any different, or is that the same with the cushioning? You know, polychromos sticks is that the same? As- uh, I would say it's
0: more akin to the pastel pencil mm. system than it is with the uh, soft pastel. You see, soft pastel, Steve. When I say soft pastel, and you see me use the sticks, well, although that is still classed as a soft pastel, it's harder than the real soft pastel. You get a soft pastel like Rembrandt or Unison, that's really, really soft. That doesn't work terribly well with pastel pencils. Rembrandt's not so bad, but that would have to be added to your pastel picture, once it's finished, because it, that's the last thing that's going to go on it. It's very, very soft. You try putting pastel on top of that pastel pencil, and you just scrape it off straight away. Right. Uh, and also, the danger of that too with the very soft pastel is it tends to flake. You get little flakes come off, and that can drop onto a mount if you framed it. So, you've so got how to do care- you
1: do? You have to. So this, this is. Yeah, so you have to fix soft pastel yeah, yeah. pictures because of this reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. I right. would say you would. Yeah. Yeah, you would. You, if you were doing soft pastel,
1: you fix, but it's not too much of a problem because it's the pigmentation is higher, it's brighter, mm. it doesn't look like it's dulled it down as much.
0: No, that's right, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah that, mm. that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned this thing probably before, but Dagar, when he was working on his pastels, he used to use um, quite a few layers of uh, fixative in in the process of it, putting his picture together. Oh, really? Yes, he'd do a kind of a a start, really, with the the idea of the pastel, put some pastel on, and he'd fix it. Then he'd carry on and carry on and carry on. And um, I don't know if this is true, but there's quite a few layers, up to a dozen layers of pastel. Wow. And fix, and then do it again and fix. Yeah. but then again well we say that and, and but it, oil was the same with the oil artists the great oil painters they used to do the same they used to put the, the put the, fir, the first coat of oil on let it dry right out and that would take some time as well then go again put another lo- load of oil on that's, and then do it again and do it that way so they built their pictures. that's how they look so fantastic yeah, that's got to be hard oh gosh yes it was and it took a long time to do a picture i mean some pictures took years to complete wow was an instant not like us you know we do a picture one day <laughs> a few and we, hours we put it in a frame the next <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah wow incredible okay uh val well, it's, uh, that was a good question i hope that's uh, answered it for you the next one is from brenda uh hi stephen colin i would just like to thank you for the very quick delivery of my order Oh, well, that's You're very welcome for that. Um, I requested it on Friday evening and it was delivered today, Monday at 11am. I can look forward to trying out the Aquarelle pencils and having a go at the square drawing technique. One question I would like to ask is about signing your name. If there is already an artist with the same name, there is an American artist with my name that I've seen on Pinterest and therefore looked her up on Google. I've no doubt that all the people would not mistake my efforts to her amazing talent. But I wondered what the etiquette is for similar names. Interesting.
0: Oh, well, yes, it is. Um, I don't think there is one, to be honest. If Brenda wishes, she can just call herself Brenda and whatever. Um, but one of the things you can do, if if you do worry about this, is you could put your initial. You could put your initial in your surname. Oh, no, oh. no, just put your initial. What, like? I, I actually started my pictures like that. I used to oh, you did, sign yeah. my pictures C. Bradley mm. and, and not Colin. It wasn't
1: until... Quite a long
0: time afterwards, a couple of years, that I actually put Colin Bradley.
1: Why did you decide to change? You just did.
0: Um, No, somebody suggested it, I think, to me. I can't remember now why. But it was way early on. Yeah. But the first pictures, and I think I've got a few somewhere around, um, there was C. Bradley, just C. Bradley. So you can do that. Mm. Brenda could do that. Or you could be very posh and you could put your... Um, Brenda, and then an initial, choose a good one, and then your surname.
1: <laughs> choose a good one. She might, well, she might have a middle name.
0: Well, if she's got a middle name, usually.
1: usually yeah.
0: It. So, so, It does, so doesn't matter. A lot of people make it up, don't they? That's a true. A lot of people make names up.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: But that's... I, I definitely, I, I think it's it would be wrong. To, <laughs> it'd be wrong to go to the length of changing your name, Brenda. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it might by be a bit extreme. like that. Perhaps a bit too much, yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, It doesn't matter. If you feel that, you you know, you want to just put your real name down, as you have done, then carry on. I don't think the other person's going to
1: have a go at you. You also will have probably a slightly Mm -hmm. different signature style. Absolutely. So people people may differentiate. Uh, But that's an interesting... I, what amazing it's amazing isn't it you know that now with the internet you, you're more likely to, to come across someone else out there with oh. exactly the same name that does artwork as well and that you know is a you know uh, has got their artwork out there as well on the internet that people could mistake one for the other
0: oh absolutely absolutely so. i expect there's a few colin bradley's around too
1: i, I, bet I, there are.
0: I haven't i haven't come across any but i expect <laughs> there are
1: i'm sure there are yes um Okay, good. Well, thanks, Brenda. The next one comes from Simon. Uh, he says, hi, guys, Simon here. A question regarding the exercise sheet on animal fur, specifically the colour 270. And that's uh, 270 is a grey, isn't it? It's the light... Mm. Is, it light, cool? light gray. is it a cool grey?
0: Is it a cool grey? No, it's a warm grey.
1: The warm grey. 230 oh. is the cool grey, isn't it? That's um, right. So that's the warm grey. Uh, on the sheet, it says the ochre goes on top of 270 but I think it also says that the ochre goes on top of the 103. I tried putting 270 on top of 103. That's ivory, isn't it, 103? Mm, mm. I tried putting 270 on top of ivory and then the ochre, but it doesn't look right. What should I do? Uh,
0: this was an animal fur, was it? This was the,
1: yes, animal fur. Mm. Well, what happened there is
0: the 270 would be put on and, and the 103 would be put on as fur strokes. You wouldn't, if you're doing animal fur, you wouldn't just do a blanket of two seventy and a blanket of one o three. It would look awful. So what you do is you put the first strokes, whether it be long, short, or medium, as two seventy, and then you intersperse that with one o three, and then the ochre goes on that. I both of them.
1: Both of them go on top of two seventy. No,
0: well. And the ochre would go on top because you're using 270 and um, 103 as cushion colors. Mm. Are you with me? Mm. And then you put the other colors, the ochre, and there are probably other other colors as well. If, if I was doing fur, uh, I wouldn't just stick to three. For instance, if I was using a 270, I'd almost certainly be using a 273 as well at some point in time because we're looking at possibly gray as well. Mm. Animal fur can be made up of lots of different colors. So that's what it is. So what we're saying really, Steve, is you don't put 270 as a blanket colour and rub it in with your finger or a colour shaper and make mm. it all solid and then put 103 and do exactly the same with that and then you put the ochre on top of that. That that just won't work. I would never do a picture like that. You don't ever see me do a picture like that.
1: It's because in, that's, in fur. that's not how you do fur, yeah. So, so that no. makes sense and that's how you get away with more than uh, a few colors is because it's not a blanket base there's there's gaps in the paper you know it's not a a solid application of color is that right
0: absolutely is if you're putting 270 on uh and you you're doing it the way i suggested you're going to leave some of the paper showing through Mm. so then when you put the ivory on that color would go on in its own right and that would uh, Complement really the 270. There wouldn't be a great deal of colour there because both colours are very faint mm. going on top of the uh, the uh, sand colour paper. It's mm. the stronger colours that make the difference, but the stronger colours also need to have a cushion underneath, you know, underneath them, mm. otherwise, they become too bright, as people have probably found out and
1: know. Yeah, so the kind of um, so you're saying that you know there could be a lot of colours used in the animal fur. We've just uploaded a new project, the Siamese cat, and that's you know a prime example of, of animal gosh. fur. So how many yeah. colours went into that fur?
0: Oh gosh, Stephen. dozens, literally. Now, if you were looking at the because um, that that was one of my favourite of all time pictures. I love doing that. I love the contrast. I mean, everybody knows what Siamese cats are like. They've got that terrific contrast between the light and dark. That's what makes them so attractive. But this one was really attractive. This was old school as well. It was the older kind of Siamese. I think they're slightly they've changed the breeding now and they're slightly different. But I didn't want different ones. I wanted that one. That was my that was always been my favourite. Now if you were looking at the grey, for instance, the or the black effectively now there you'd start off with uh I, i'm not sure whether it's two three three got a feeling it might which have been.
1: Is a, which is a medium toned that's uh, right called cool, uh cool gray
0: no uh, yes sorry cool gray yes quite and you'd start off with that if you were going to put black on or your intention was putting black on and then once you put that on then you darken it with uh, 181 you'd also put I think I put blue in that as well I'm pretty sure I put 151 makes in there sense because well. of
1: the cool grey makes sense yes that's
0: right absolutely uh, and then and then uh, black would go on top but if you've got a shine on it then you wouldn't you'd start off with a, a white and then you'd the, the grey the, the light grey would go into the white and then the mid grey would sort of butt up to it really when you're doing something like that you don't actually put it across it until later on Mm. but once you've got the white in there then you can re-establish that white at a later date so you get that's where you get the shine from right down the nose there anyway people will know that because they can watch it on the um on the video but so those those colors there's quite a few colors go in that and then you've got the fur itself now the fur I reckon there was about seven or eight colours in that.
1: How do you fur? how do you get to a point where you get six or seven colours? Um, what what's your kind of tonal scale that you're you're looking at when you're starting off with the base colours, and then you go, "Well, now I'm going to put a bit of this colour in." How do you decide what tones? Do you stick with all cool, cool tones? Mm,
0: no. What I do is I start if I'm if I've got a light light fur that that is that's got a light pinky uh, oakery fur. Then I'd start off with white, always start off with white, because you've got to kill the sand colored paper. Otherwise, sand colored paper would uh, interfere with that. And then you'd put the ivory on, then you put the gray on, uh, th- just as we were explaining just now. So that, that, those, that would be your cushion colors. Now, to move off from there, generally I go gray first or pink or together, and then move into ochre. That's how I would do it. I wouldn't put the ochres on, then the pinks. You see what I mean? I work that. So you're working... When you've got ochres and colours, you need those colours to be subdued. And the mm. only way you can do them is to put them into the existing mm. cushion that you've created. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting for people to see how that was actually done. I think it was 187, the ochre. And I think I use, I'm not sure I use 18169, chances are I did. What's 169?
1: Got, is that? Um, that's a Caput Mortum. Caput Morton, yeah. the famous one we spoke about last week. Yeah, yeah. the odd, uh, odd name. That's right. Yeah. But lovely colour.
0: Yes, it is. And it, it, so I'm pretty sure I use that too. So this is how, this is, again, the coloured build-up is uh, done... With that in mind, so when you get to colors, you use the colors at the end really rather Mm -hmm. than the beginning. Mm -hmm. You don't want what you don't in animals, particularly, you don't want bright colors, you've got to have subdued colors. Um, subtle colors would be the word.
1: So, when you're looking at a color, you're thinking about not the color as it is on the pencil, you're looking at the color subdued by what you've put underneath it.
0: Well, yes, that's right, a little bit,
1: you've got to take that into account. I suppose mm.
0: I think I think it, I probably come from a slightly different angle there. I look at the reference picture that I've got and I think right now that what how do I, how do I get to that color? Now I know that maybe if it's a sort of ready oak. I know I'm going to be putting 283 on for instance. And that 283 needs to go in at some point in time. But 283 on its own if you were to put it on the paper, it it's a devastating color. You'd never get it off if you put it on. So you know that you've got to work towards that. So you've got to work towards it. You also know that if you were to put too many light colors under that, the 283 would be weakened too much. Mm. So you can't do that. So then you say, okay, 283, what color? Sorry, the, the 283 is the color that I'm looking for as the end product. How do I get to that? So then you'd go backwards, 187 would be a, a a color that would immediately drop underneath the two eight three but you can 't put that on on its own so you 've got to have another color underneath that, and that could be that could vary that could be ivory it could be gray it depends on the tone you 're trying to achieve but if you put too many colors on if you say put white uh, ivory gray pink uh, 182, which is a popular color, which is the ochre, brown ochre, then 187, then two eight 283. 283 won't work because you've got too many colors underneath it.
1: See ah, what I mean? I see.
0: So, this is how you work it. Sometimes, though, the 283 does work if you want a really subtle tone. Mm. There's no, what I'm saying really is, and I don't want to confuse people, every picture you start off with the reference. That you've got and that's the color then you work backwards from that and a lot of it is the experience mm. <clears throat> or follow me because what i'm doing is right
1: well that's there's some really good tips there for people doing their own pictures and picking colors for their own mm. pictures um that's uh that's really good especially for for picking colors for animal fur. you know that idea of working backwards
0: i've got a tip as well uh, this is a good tip and this is if it was me doing it this is what i'd do If I was starting off, if I was going to do one of my own pictures, say somebody, your son or your daughter said, hey, mum or dad, could you do this picture for me? And you say, yes, it's a good enough photograph. Yes, I'll do it for you. And you go ahead and do it all on your own without any um, guidance. What I would do, I would go through all my, uh, my projects that I've got, and we've got enough on there now for people to look and find something that was similar. It doesn't matter, you see, if, it was a, if you're doing a dog, for instance, and I've done a cat, which is virtually the same colour as the dog, in build-up I'm talking about, build-up in colour, mm. I would do that project first before you did the picture that you're doing for yeah. your son or daughter because you're already then in the same kind of area. You've you practised as a project. You're going to sell the picture anyway. I expect somebody will want it. We don't do rubbishy pictures, do we? There are always (laughs) pictures that are are good and someone would like them. But but that way, you're giving yourself um, an apprenticeship, if you like. You're you're saying, okay, I'll learn how to do this. And once you finish that project, and bear in mind, it's got to have a resemblance to the picture you want to do, then once you do that picture, uh, your commission picture, You're then going to end up with uh, a good knowledge of the build ups of color. When you go in completely blank and you think, well, now what do I do? You know, Colin says I put white on, Uh, then what do I do? You see, you haven't got that. This is why I think our site is so important for people because they can practice. Even if they didn't want to do a whole picture, they could still do the fur or the bits that would create the possibly create them a problem mm.
1: anyway that's, that's what i'd do if it was a, me that's a really good tip that's uh it's more or less the ultimate tip for people to trying their own work i think mm. that's a really good one well you do that
0: don't you steve you say to me um so and so and so and so sent me a picture he wants to do uh could i suggest this one or that one or whatever she has a look at even if you just viewed it i mean and didn't do it although i'd rather do it i'd rather practice what i what i see but even if they looked at it that would give them a really good idea of what they're going to face mm. when they do their own picture
1: mm. absolutely well i think that's a really good tip to end on this week there's a lot of a uh, lot of knowledge you've thrown into this week's show thanks dad for that oh, that's all right
0: that's what i'm here for
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if uh, you'd like to send us a question by all means go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and click on the contact page at the top we'd love to to get your questions in and read them out on the show and uh, if you would like to support the show it would be great if you could leave us a review on itunes so that we can continue to bring you uh, these podcasts uh, for free and in the future and um, you can go to our website uh, colinbradleyart.co.uk and in the sidebar on the right hand side you'll see a subscribe on iTunes and and that'll take you to iTunes so you can write a review that'd be great okay good all right so uh, the Siamese cat is available for people to log in and try today you uh, have to have at least the animals only membership package which starts at 599 per month which is uh, no contracts no tie-ins you can cancel any time uh, and that's our lowest uh, well not our lowest package but the lowest package you need to sign up for if you want to learn how to draw the Siamese cat
0: lovely well enjoy it it's great fun and do have a go at that background that background is absolutely stunning Mm, makes a difference to to the cat
1: it does it is is quite a striking picture you said that to me it's a striking picture and uh, Mm. and, yeah people uh, people will learn a lot from it yeah absolutely good okay that's it for this week thanks everyone for listening I'm Steve Bradley and I'm Colin Bradley enjoy (laughs) your week you've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home For free courses and more information visit (laughs) colinbradleyart.co.uk